Two main updates related to coronavirus-related tax news. The IRS extended several deadlines connected to filing tax returns, and much more information connected to the economic impact payments. I thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors to learn about current tax news. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. The IRS submitted different news reports around April 9th and 10th. Related to these items, I'll be speaking to you today. The first one I'm going to dig into is Notice 2020-23. That extends several key tax deadlines for individuals and businesses. That to begin with, the individual income tax filing, the filing deadline was extended from April 15 to July 15. Additionally, any amount due that a person would have with their 2019 tax return, the payment due date was extended to July 15 as well. So we had several tax preparers, some of their questions with regard to various tax filing deadlines before July 15 that they were recommending that people needing to be doing social distancing should not be focused on different tax filings during this time. And the IRS heard those statements and agreed. They extended several deadlines from that period to July 15 that there were several miscellaneous deadlines that were coming up that have been extended. So for one thing, if an individual taxpayer needs to have an extension beyond July 15, requesting an extension would not give them a full six months. It would just be extended to the regular October 15 extension period. So it is a reminder also that an extension to file is not an extension to pay any taxes owed. So First, they should estimate their tax liability and pay any taxes owed by July 15, the deadline to avoid additional interest and penalties. Now, there was one question regarding quarterly tax payments that the April 15 estimated tax payment was pushed back to July 15, but there was a question about the second quarter June 15, that the way things stood, that second payment would have been due before the first. Well, with this notice, that period was pushed back as well. So both quarters for April 15 and June 15 have been pushed back to July 15. So quarters one and two, if you are making quarterly estimated tax payments, Those are both due on the same date. And another issue is that there was a large question regarding those people who could be due a refund on their 2016 tax returns. That deadline was going to be April 15 of this year, and that has been extended the extra three months 
to July 15. So normally there is a three-year period for refund deadlines. That three-year period, we could look at the 2016 tax return and normally do for April 15, 2017, that they had until April 15 of 2020, but they have been given an extra three months during this period of dealing with the coronavirus. Now, the extension of various tax returns, that period includes corporate tax returns, partnership filings, estate and trust income tax payments and return filings, estate and generation skipping transfer tax payments and return filings, exempt organization business income tax and other payments and return filings on Form 990-T that generally several payments or filings that were due between April 1 and July 15 are pushed back to July 15 during this time. So people are not required to file a form to get this extension that the notice is sufficient. They also wanted to let people know that the time for filing petitions with the tax court or for review of a decision rendered by the tax court, that that period between April 1 and July 15 is pushed back to July 15 if people are needing to make filings with the tax court during this period. Now, as well, people who are working with appeals or under examination who have a deadline between April 6 and July 15 are given an automatic 30-day extension for their deadline. So overall, the IRS heard different organizations of tax preparers and people who were making their, themselves heard regarding the tax filing and tax payment deadlines that were coming up between April and July 15. So all of them have been given an extension until July 15 for those different filings. Now, another item that is a large topic with regard to taxes at this point are the economic impact payments. So just to clarify that there could be an economic impact payment of $1,200 for individual or head of household filing status and $2,400 for married filing jointly. And for those with a qualifying child, then they could have an additional $500 for qualifying children. Now, there have been several questions regarding the economic payments who would qualify. And on one of the listservs that I subscribe to, there are different questions like, what if there is a divorced couple and they trade off in claiming a child from year to year. And some of the answers right now are still we're not sure. And it might be how the IRS computer programming does it. Some of the fixes may just wind up being during next tax season. But I am going to go through some of the items to let you know 
a bit of the ramifications and how this plays out for different people. So to begin, for individuals, they will qualify fully if they have income up to $75,000. Head of household, adjusted gross income up to $112,500, and married filing jointly up to $150,000. Now, from that point on, their payments start getting reduced. So if you're filing single or married filing separately, and your income is between $75,000 and $99,000, then your economic impact payment of $1,200 will be reduced. Then the same if you are filing head of household and your income is between $112,500 and $136,500. And then married filing joint if your income is between $150,000 and $198,000. So eligible retirees and recipients of Social Security, railroad retirement, disability or veterans benefits, as well as taxpayers, this includes those whose income come entirely from certain benefit programs, such as supplemental security income benefits, and retirees who receive either Social Security retirement or railroad retirement benefits, they will also receive payments automatically. Now, those who will not receive payments include those who can be claimed as a dependent on someone else's tax return, so that would include a child, student, or older dependent who can be claimed on a parent's tax return. If a person does not have a valid social security number, if they are a non-resident alien, or if they filed Form 1040-NR, 1040-NR-EZ, 1040-PR, or 1040-SS for 2019. There have been questions regarding those people who owe tax debts or other government payments that would normally be offset by a refund. There has been some discussion, and the only definite item that I can say is for people who have passed due child support payments, that those amounts will be kept and offset by the economic impact payments. Now, if a person has filed a tax return for 2018 or 19, that information would be used if they used direct deposit, that the payments would be sent to that bank account. If a person is a Social Security or Railroad Retirement recipient, then they do not need to take action as well. That they will receive those payments as a direct deposit or by paper check, just like they normally receive their monthly benefits. That is the same for Social Security disability insurance recipients. They do not need to take action. Now, if those Social Security, railroad retiree, or Social Security disability insurance recipients have qualifying children, they can take additional steps to receive the $500 per qualifying child. Now, if you are supposed to have received a payment, the IRS will be sending you a letter to your last known address 
Within 15 days after the payment is made, the letter is to provide information on how the payment was made, how to report any failure to receive the payment, and if you are unsure if you received a legitimate letter, the IRS urges you to visit irs.gov first to check and protect against scam artists. They also mention to avoid scams related to economic payments or COVID-19, that certainly people may call, text, email, send letters, or otherwise contact you on social media to try and get personal or bank account information. So certainly be on the alert for those kind of scams and do not give out any personal information of that sort. Certainly report any scam artists just as you would before to agencies like the Attorney General's Office or other scam reporting online. Now, the IRS has a tool on their website for non-filers to enter their payment information. So they recommend for people that receive veterans' disability compensation, a pension or survivor's benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs, or their income level does not require them to file a tax return, then they need to submit information to the IRS to receive an economic impact payment. So information that would need to be provided include the full name, current mailing address, and email address, date of birth, and valid social security number, bank account number, type, and routing number, if the individual has one, Identity protection PIN, if that was received from the IRS earlier that year. Driver's license or state-issued ID. And then for each qualifying child, their name, social security number, or adoption taxpayer ID number, and their relationship to that individual or their spouse. Now, it is through the IRS site. It goes to free file fillable forms that it states it is a certified IRS partner where the site is safe and secure. So there, the person will create an account by providing the email address and phone number, establishing a user ID and password. They provide their filing status and personal information. They give information on whether they can be claimed as a dependent or their spouse as a dependent. They give bank information for direct deposit. Otherwise, they will be mailed a check, and then once again to verify personal information. Now, on the IRS website, they are also setting up a portal for around mid-April that a person can check on the status of their economic payment. So at this point, it is tough to say when the first people will be receiving payments, but Certainly the first ones will be by direct deposit, and those who are receiving checks will be taking longer to receive those. So I think it is quite wonderful what the IRS is doing with limited resources and limited time to make sure that U.S. citizens are receiving their economic impact payments. I wanted to let you know about these current major updates that are going on with the IRS. 
These are some major items of current coronavirus tax news. But overall, I wish everyone to stay safe during these times of dealing with the coronavirus. Stay safe and healthy during this tax season, no matter what happens. Take care. I hope this was useful to you. And thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.